Hello lovelies, welcome to Lessons from the Universe with Jennifer Hall. In this podcast you will find that there is no topic off limits and that we talk about just about everything that might be on your mind when it comes to knowing yourself, growing yourself, and the entire process of spiritual awakening. You will hear lots of laughter and hopefully join in, and you will hear the occasional four-letter word. You will definitely hear some inspiration, and occasionally you might even get your ass kicked. Come hang out and see what it's all about. Let's do this. Sharing life with another person is hard, you know? (laughs) I mean, we have to deal with all of their things and all of our things simultaneously. I mean, yes, there's work and health and all of those things, but I'm really talking about mood, right? We have to allow ourselves to not take responsibility for their moods. We have to keep ourselves from giving them responsibility for ours. It can be tricky. And yet, this life is meant to be shared. Not that there's anything wrong with uh, being alone, Right? I don't mean you necessarily have to partner, but to live life completely isolated is, um, one, not practical, and two, really keeps us from the spiritual growth required when we allow other people into our lives. We have to have those experiences of keeping our feeling, our mood, from being entangled in theirs. And it's tricky. And really, probably the more people in your immediate household, the harder, I would assume. I mean, I know that's true for me. With my husband and my two children, and when their moods go up and down, and they're Aries, so they go up and down, <laughs> um, and I have two, you know, teenagers, there is that feeling of weight that comes when someone else's emotions or feelings uh, or lack of joy and ease are in the room. And then there's that feeling of responsibility, something we've been in culture to believe. Sometimes women more than men, but but all of us, this idea that we should be responsible and take responsibility for whether or not other people are happy is unfair and not practical and frankly impossible. You don't have the power to do that. I mean, you can tell a joke or do something and make someone laugh, sure. And sometimes that can lighten the mood. But most of the time, we are powerless in our ability to alter that. And we should be. Now, they don't always realize that. They want to hand it to us. They want to tell us it was our fault if you would have said it this way. Or, you know, they want to explain away whatever has happened. Sometimes we can let them, sometimes we shouldn't. The most important thing to remember is that it's not about us. Not really. You know, we've talked about the four agreements before, right? They include probably one of the greatest life lessons you can live or or learn. (laughs) And that's don't take anything personally because it's not about you. Not really. Unless you've done something terribly wrong, you know, walked up and punched them in the face or something, then yeah, they're probably mad at you. Unless they're mad at themselves for whatever they did that provoked you. Assuming that was a relevant, relevant, uh, 
adequate, terrible enough thing <laughs> that perhaps they deserve to be hit. No, I, I don't want to condone hitting. I tell my kids, you know, what's the only time we're allowed to hit? And they will tell you when you're in danger. You know. Sometimes we think we're in danger when we're not. That that danger of emotional harm, that idea that someone could rob us of our dignity, our self-respect, our value, that stuff's not real, beloved. Our value, our validation, our worth comes from within us. And while others can support it, they certainly can't give it to us or take it away from us. That is ours. And possibly the single most important thing we can learn in this life, that we are responsible for our own well-being, our own confidence, our own strength. And if we cannot do that for ourselves, then we need to change something that we're doing. One of the problems in this process is that we were raised, uh, my generation, Gen X and older, getting extremely more and more, and younger, younger generations also, don't get me wrong, but it does seem like the older you get, the more we were raised with this idea that criticism and love are the same thing. Tough love, or that we are motivated by being criticized. But most people aren't. And if they are, are they being motivated or are they being scared? Criticism and love are not the same thing. And I've had people ask me, well, how do you get someone to their potential? How do you push them? How do you help them get where you can see that they can go if you don't criticize them? Now, they may not say if you don't criticize them. They may say if I don't push their potential. But, beloved, the only way potential is real is if there is something that this person is doing today that shows you evidence of that potential. If that potential is really there, there is something you can recognize, observe, and praise today to show you that it is valid. It does not require that you criticize them. I like to actually use my daughter as an example. Okay, if I say that my daughter is going to be a neurosurgeon, that would require criticism. I would have to talk to my daughter and say, you don't spend enough time on your science. You don't uh, study hard enough. You don't whatever in order for you to be this neurosurgeon. Well, that's on me for being impractical. Right now, could my child do this eventually if priorities shift <laughs> within that beautiful brain? Absolutely. But let's get real. What can I feed within the self-worth, the self-value, and the actual potential of this human being? Tell you what, that child could absolutely make a living as an artist. I could tell you five things that have happened today that are evidence that that potential is true. All I have to do is recognize those things today, and I ignite that potential. It requires no criticism. Only love, only attention, only desire to see, to accept, and to feed the true potential within that person. Whether it's your kid or your spouse, coworker, yourself, beloved, ourselves. Who do we criticize the most? Usually us. 
a few people who don't. There's a few people who sort of overblow themselves up. But you know, if you keep it to yourself, if you avoid the bragging part that can come from that, I don't know that you can pump yourself up too much. When we are inspired, we take action. When we inspire others, they take action. There are a lot of things involved in living with other people. For one thing, the ability to observe and to not overlay what we observe and their experiences with what those experiences, those emotions, those facial expressions, <laughs> whatever it is, would be if they were coming from us. Just because your kid makes the face you make when you think someone is stupid does not mean that that's what they're thinking. Now, there's a good chance. <laughs> okay. But it doesn't mean that. That's another one of the four agreements, by the way. Make no assumptions. Don't assume. Ask and listen. Listen. Because what you may find out is that you are wrong or you may get to hear, to observe them transforming their thinking as they explain it away for themselves. And then there's the different ways people handle things. Some people like to talk them out. Some people need to think them out. We have to allow them to do whichever is theirs without feeling like it has to be like ours. We can't assume that they are not thinking about what we have shared with them just because they're not thinking about it the way we would be thinking about it, whether that's talking in circles or going and sitting and muddling over it, whatever it happens to be. When it really comes down to it, in all things, all the time, if we are just responsible for our own sense of well-being, then everything else will come together. Even when we do have people we have to care for, being responsible for our own well-being will allow us to do that and excel at it because we feel better in our own skin when we care for the people and the things we need to care for, whether it is our animals, our family, our home, ourselves, whatever it happens to be. So anyone who hasn't uh, been around me much, or really I share this mostly with my patron group, um, which you're welcome to join, by the way. I would love to have you. You can click, if you're on Podbean, you can click that little Become a Patron button. Um, I like to share meditations, little short, <laughs> from my favorite book. It is called Master Meditations. It's by Donald Curtis. It was actually given to me in 2000, which I realize in this moment how very long ago that was, uh, by a mentor. And I feel like today's is perfect, so I'm going to share it with all of you. And I think that this would be appropriate, whether you were listening to me on this particular day on the calendar, which happens to be April 25th, or uh, any day in the future. Here it goes. I share my good with others in whatever I do and wherever I go. I have the consciousness of plenty today because abundance is everywhere in my world. I draw deeply upon the inner resources of spirit. I am one with all that is. All good is flowing into my life. 
all good is flowing into my life. Maybe it's washing away the crap, <laughs> right? Maybe it's washing away our sense of responsibility for other people's emotions. Maybe it's washing away our fear that if someone doesn't seem happy that they aren't happy or that something is terribly deeply wrong inside of them. Maybe it's just that sense that things aren't okay. Most things work out, beloved. And if they don't, they weren't meant for us. Sounds cliche, but it is true. I mean, I have been on this planet for 48 years, and I recognize that many of you have been on this planet longer than me. But what I can tell you is that in my life and in the lives of the many, many people I have the privilege of speaking with on a daily basis, all things do, at least eventually, work together for good. And the less we resist them, the more quickly that comes about. And it starts with the people we are closest to. It starts with the way that we love them without taking responsibility for their experiences and their emotions. It's the way that we respect them in their space and we require that in return for ourselves. Living with others can be one of the most difficult things that we do. But it can also be the most rewarding, whether it's in continuing to grow a healthy relationship or perhaps in letting them go. Sometimes the most beautiful action that we take is letting someone go. So don't get me wrong. You haven't failed if it's time to end something. In fact, right now I am spending a lot of time working with people who are starting again. Starting again is a beautiful, wonderful thing. That feeling of exhilaration that all too often we call anxiety. That knowing that we're leaving behind the thing that held us back to create something better is a beautiful, wonderful extension of living the life with others. Beloved, no that I am sending you peace and love today, that I'm hoping to inspire you with my words to embrace your own peace and love, joy, calm, maybe sadness if that's what you need to embrace today, without feeling like anyone else gave it to you, should take it away, or has any responsibility truly for it. When we recognize that that irritation, that peace, that anger, that sadness, that joy, that whatever it is, is not really sourced from another person, but from deep within ourselves and the ways that we react, then we gain the ultimate power. We can rewrite it. We can embrace it. And we can love this life for all its ebbs and flows for all its ups and downs, without giving any of those things too much or not enough value. Roll it around in your mind. Let me know what you think. Until next time, beloved. Namaste.